We are in Mizmor 24. That's Mizmor Kafdalid. Yes. One more Mizmor and we're one-sixth through the book. You know? It's a big accomplishment. Yes, sir. You got you to gotta commend yourself for your accomplishments, even the small ones. So Mizmor 24 is a Mizmor that we say on which day of the week? On Sunday. Here, I have it right here. Sunday. Uh, this can be found in the Mashari Sidur on page 155, the red Mashari Sidur, yes. and on page 155, okay? So this is the kind of person who will be able to go into the house of Borei Olam. Not, not only the Kohanim, the Tzaddik. Right? The person who is righteous. The person who is righteous. Which is also a very interesting thing because in the halachic categories, you have to be Tahor. But when it comes to Tehilim, when it comes to the, the, the soul of the person, the person has to be good. Right? Good heart. You see how like the Torah has halachic laws for who can go into the, into the Bet HaMikdash. And they are all, they're more broad. So their laws about Tuma and Tahora. But Tehilim, Sefer Tehilim is not a book about ritual law. It's a book about persons, a person's relationship with God. So who, who is befitting of going into the house of God? Not the, it's not the same category of book as the Torah, as Chumash. It's not talking to the entire nation. It's speaking to the individual. So the individual needs to prepare himself in terms of his, his soul to go into the house of God. You know, the broad categories of Tuman Torah are, uh, are not as relevant. Okay? Pasuk 1. The David Mizmor. For by David a Mizmor, Ladonai Ha'aretzum Loaha, Tevel Veyoshvevaha. The earth belongs to God, Ladonai Ha'aretzum Loaha, and all that it holds in its entirety. Tevel, Tevel is another word for the world, Veyoshvevaha, and those who live in it. Everything belongs to Boreolam, the entire world. Why? Why does it yeah, all belong? Yes. Why does it all belong to Boreolam? Pasuk bet al yamim For he founded it upon the seas and he established it upon the rivers. I Meaning, because Boreolam is the one who created the world, and if you know the story of creation, it began with the entire world being water, and then the earth came out and started appearing out of the water. So it's as if he put the earth on top of the water. He put the dry land that we live on like on top like of the water. In Dubai. Right, exactly. And they're doing it on a small, little, little scale. And Borei Olam did it around the entire world. Okay? And even when they do it, it's the construction costs of doing that are insane. <laughs> and it makes it, they don't really make money on these projects. They, they do it for show. It's not like no developer is, no developer is turning a profit by, by pouring sand into the, into the ocean until it's... Uh, in Monaco they did it. Yeah. So, in Monaco they need to do it. The there's, no, there's no room. Right? In, in Dubai, they don't even have to do it. You know, they have plenty of desert to build on. I don't know why they're doing it. Okay, so it belongs to Borei Olam because he made the world. He put the dry land on top of the water. He he set the dry land on top of the water, and by creating the earth, that's a that's a bit biggest sign that it belongs to you or belongs to Borei Olam. Pasuk now, if the entire world was created by Boreolam, was created by Boreolam, and he owns everything, then there's one, there's one particular place 
that's more than just a place that he created, but that's designated for him. That's the most his. Meaning it's a place where not only did he create it, but his Shekhinah is represented there. And that is Behar Adonai. That we could say Yerushalayim. Mi'ale Behar Adonai Who can go up to the mountain of God and who can go up to, the, to his holy place? Who can stand in his holy place? Only Pasuk Dalet Neki Chapaim Uvar Levav The one who has clean hands and the pure heart. It doesn't say the person who was uh, not Tameh yes. and the person who uh, did not go near a corpse or did not uh, kill an animal or, th- or, on a, any, or is not a Nida or any of those things. It says the person who has clean hands and a pure heart. Asher lo nafshi Who has not raised up his soul in a false swear and, and has not or did not raise his soul for falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully. So there is a textual difference here. The word nafshi translates literally as who did not uh, uh, use my, my soul, soul. Yes. My, in, my in falsehood. Here it says my, name. my name in falsehood. Yes. The problem is we rarely, if ever, see Bore Olam referencing himself as my soul, as nafshi. Correct. So most interpreters say Either it's just there's a textual, there are, two interpre- there are two traditions on what the text is. Some say the text is actually nafsho, so that it, it's consistent with the rest, the rest of the pasuk. Or some say that David, in like an emotional outburst, he's saying he didn't even, he, that the person does not swear falsehood on my soul. Meaning, meaning it's changing the tense within this pasuk, but, but it still keeps the, the, same, the same meaning. Yeah, the same, the same meaning. Okay? The, it, it's... Let's just assume that it's his soul, right? So the person who can go up into the mountain of God is a person who has clean hands and does not raise his heart to falsehood and does not swear deceitfully. The Radak points out, the Radak or David Kimchi, he points out that there are three elements in this pasuk, three elements of, of righteousness. Neki kapayim, uvar levav, and veloni mirma. He has good deeds represented in the clean hands. He has good thoughts represented in the clean heart. And he has a clean mouth, which is represented in not swearing falsely. So he has all three elements of goodness, actions, thoughts, and speech are all good. That's the person who can go into the house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He, this man, will then, when he goes into the house oh. of Akadosh Baruch Hu, what do you think he walks out with? <laughs> All the blessings. He brings blessing, receives blessing from, that, from, from God, and he gets righteousness from the God of his deliverance, from the HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is always delivering him and saving him. Okay? This is the generation who seeks him out, who... Who seek out your countenance, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and who is this? The people of Yaakov. Okay, so who are the people who can go up to the house of Hakadosh Baruch Hu? The good people, the people who are righteous in all their possible ways. And then David turns around to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and he says, "And do you know who these people are? The ones that you chose. These are the ones that are your children, the children of Yaakov. Okay, this is the generation. These tzaddikim are the generation of the people who seek him out." And they are the people who are the descendants of Yaakov. So now he turns. Now the, 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 the Mizmor uh, turns. David, or the, whoever wrote the Mizmor, turns 
to the gates of Yerushalayim. And he tells the gates of Yerushalayim, we the tzaddikim who are going to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, know how to go, but it's now your turn to open up and to let HaKadosh Baruch Hu come and meet us there. So now the Mizmor changes now and it's going to focus on the coming not of the people who are righteous and good, but the coming of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to meet us at the, at the Har Kocho. So Pasuk Zayin Seur Sha'arim Rashechem Ve'inaseu Pitche Olam Ve'avo Melech HaKavod Lift up your heads, gates, O gates Ve'inaseu Pitche Olam Be raised, you portals of the infinite Ve'avo Melech HaKavod And let the King of Glory enter Mi'ze Melech HaKavod Who is this King of Glory? Adonai, Izuz Ve'gibor It is God who is strong and mighty Adonai, Gibor Milchama, the Lord who is mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, Rashechem. Your gates, lift up your heads. And raise yourselves up, you portals of the world, of, of, the, of infinity. And let the honorable king, the king of glory, enter. Who is he, the king of glory? Adonai Tzivaot, he's Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory forever. Okay, so that's the, the Mizmor. If you look at the Mizmor carefully, you see that at first the Tzaddik goes to the Har Hashem, and then David turns to the gates of, of uh, the Beit HaMikdash, or, or, or of the mountain of Hashem. He tells them to open up and let Hashem come. Therefore, that will create a meeting between the righteous and, uh, and Hashem. And then the righteous, as we said in the Pasuk number 5, will be able to receive blessing from Hashem. And they will get righteousness from the so God of their deliverance. If you're good, Hashem bless us. Yeah. If we are good, because we are good, you should bless us. In a way, we are asking for His blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, yeah, but there's, but there's more. The focus is on going to the mountain of Hashem. The focus is on going That's to the Makom That's why the, the whole world is fighting for this mountain. Yes. Now, why is it that a person who goes to the Mikdash? Why is it that they will be blessed? You could say that because Hashem will give him, give him special blessing. But there is more. There is more. Yeah, but but there is more blessing inherent in going to the mikdash. When a person goes to the mikdash, what happens to him? He experiences kedushah. He sees people. He prays. He has an opportunity to to think more deeply about his life. You notice how when people go, you ever go to the Kotel on Friday night, and then you see all these people, that they have this fake keep on their head that they, go, they took from the, you know, they took from the box over there. They put that keep on their head, and they go, and you see they're just staring at the wall, and they're just dumbfounded, and, and they get very emotional, and then they write a note, and then they put it in the thing. So, the experience of going somewhere in which, in which, you feel the energy, you feel Hashem's energy. Yeah, in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shekhinah rests, causes a person to rethink a lot of things. They think more deeply about their life. They start to think about their decisions more carefully. And they walk away with the biracha of having recalibrated their minds. You know, they may walk away with a little bit less materialism and a little bit more kedusha. You know? For sure. And that is in, in and of itself the biggest biracha. In a way, if, when you go there, you come back naked. Like you were at the beginning. What, what do you mean? You mean that... You leave all your clothes. Yeah, you leave all of your your foolish thoughts, and you come back. You come back fresh. You come back refreshed, right? So that in and of itself is the biggest biracha. Because what more of a biracha is there than for us to have our heads on straight when it comes to what we should value in life? Most of our issues that we that come in our lives 
They come from the values. They come from our own values. Oh, we're, we're so obsessed with getting the newest, nice, I don't know, Mark Dar item. Forget about And the then whenever, and, that, and we so care about getting that $5,000 thing so that we become depressed and we feel like we're poor because we can't afford it. You know, that's not a problem of, do you know how to get the bracha of wealth in that situation? Not by earning the $5,000 to buy the bag or the, the, the item or the belt. It's by realizing that this is not the most important thing in life and being okay without it. You then can, the person has the bracha. You can survive without it. Yeah, then the person has the bracha of wealth, right? That's the bracha of wealth. Being satisfied. Content. You know? Being content. Being content. Now, how, how better to be content than for a person to rethink their values and to develop good values? Or to proper values. Proper values that are in line with the values of the Torah. You know? So that's the beracha you get from going. That's one of the berachot you get from going to the Har Hashem. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen v'amen.